Well, good afternoon. My name is Paul Waite, owner and founder of Rowan Exec Search, and welcome to our podcast today. Today, brought with me uh, founder, former business banker Ian Duncan, um, who's going to talk about a very important topic at the moment, which is how business owners can ensure that they are appropriately funded for the next phase of growth. Um, so, Ian, for the benefit of all our listeners today, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and why you feel that this is a subject matter that you're an expert in? Thank you, Paul, and uh, and also thank you for inviting me along today. That's a, it's a great pleasure. After a long and I hope what a, a lot of people would say a successful career in banking, I have recently retired from a senior position in the corporate banking division of one of the largest and most successful global banks in the world. I guess you can probably guess who that may be. Uh, and uh, for the last 20 plus years, I've worked with literally oh, hundreds of Northwest businesses from a, a wide range of sectors helping them secure appropriate funding for a wide variety of purposes as well. That includes working capital, new projects, acquisitions, expansions, exits. And I think during that time, it's just struck me how important it is to have the appropriate and also tailored funding structure for a business so that the people directly at the helm are able to fully exploit the opportunities they may have to grow their business. I've also seen the challenges that a business owner can face when they have either insufficient and flexible funding and how it has strangled growth aspirations and uh, unfortunately in some cases has been a contributor to the business failing as a consequence. So with the experience I have built up countering many different types of management teams and also people along the way, I do think I'm well positioned to talk about this particular area this morning. That's good. And from our side, as specialists in the SME sector, uh, this is a subject matter that's close to most of our founders' hearts. Part of the reason that it's worth noting that it's about to join uh, the Rowan family as an advisor to founders and someone that they can have access to. So I think a little bit, uh, just to get a soundbite from you in terms of a little bit more detail about funding for growth and and your view at the moment on what the debt market is really looking like, specifically for the SME. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. So I think if we pan back over the last 12 months, it's fair to say there've been record levels of of debt alongside various government initiatives. So you think about the furlough scheme, VAT deferral, business rate relief, all being provided to uh, to UK SMEs. That's primarily been to support UK PLC getting through the challenges caused by COVID-19 pandemic more than anything else, rather than, than say necessarily funding growth. The banks have by and large been supporting by the new lending facilities, more in line with overheads, establishment costs to enable the businesses really to get through until they're able to start opening up and trading again as they, uh, they're starting to do now. How accessible do you think bankers have been? That must have taken quite a bit of time out of the diary for many of these guys to fund and be working on those. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I think if I look back and bear in mind, I've left comparatively recently, if I look back over the last 12 months and some of the work that our guys and girls have done over that time, there's been a tremendous level of support that they provide to customers right across the spectrum. Very much accessible, I think it's fair to say, Paul. I mean, if you look at the British Business Bank produced a report recently on small business finance, apparently 45% of SMEs applied for external finance in 2020. If you roll that back to 2019, before the pandemic, that was was only 13%. Wow. And yeah, if you exclude overdrafts, gross bank lending to smaller businesses rose to 104 billion in the UK in 2020. So that's a staggering 82% higher than in 2019. A lot of that has been driven by the use of these government loan schemes that we've all heard about. So the, the bounce back loans, the C bills, the uh, the CLE bills as well. But if I do look at 2021, 
I do think there'll be continued and significant demand for, for bank funding facilities. However, rather than this being essentially lifeboat funding, which a lot of the, uh, the, the debt which was put out to UK SMEs was last year, I think it'll be more about funding for growth, adapting right. to life outside of the EU, and improving productivity through targeted investment in areas such as new plant, machinery, etc. Rather than funding being centred around the CLE bills, the C bills, these bounce back loans, I think it'll be more about some of the more established funding structures, so asset finance, stock, inventory funding, etc. If I look at the economy as a whole, it shrank by getting on for 10% in 2020 from a GDP perspective. But then if I look at 2021, a lot of the analysts and a lot of the banks, including, are forecasting GDP growth around the 5% level this year. A lot of that is going to be driven by um, consumer spending and also business investment. How much of that do you think will be led by the SME in terms of that percentile growth? Difficult to say, but it's a major engine for growth in the UK. So I think it'll be a significant portion of that. But I think in terms of funding, as people start to replenish inventory and start invoicing again, they are going to need appropriate working capital funding, certainly to, to support this. He touched upon the, uh, the bank and the capability of, of funding clients. Certainly, from what I've seen, I think the banks are quite well placed in terms of providing additional funding support, notwithstanding what have been quite poor results recorded by all of them for 2020. I think the key is that they've got to be funding to the right businesses. And from a a business owner perspective, that is to make sure that you put yourself in the best position to be fit for funding and present yourself as such when you're approaching a prospective lender. Yeah, so I'm judging from that, you think the bank's still going to be open for lending and business, but they're going to be a little bit more discerning around who they lend to. And therefore, just to pick you up on your last comment in terms of being fit for funding, that's a really interesting one. What, what exactly is an expert in this world? As, as someone who has probably looked at and uh, signed off or not signed off on many investments on the bank side, what does fit for funding really look like or, or what does no one need to be thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. So I, mean, I think it's fair to say in, in the past, I've seen business owners approaching a bank for funding that they're poorly prepared, cannot articulate what funding they're looking for, why it's required and for how long. And so as a result, a potentially great business with a great track record and rosy future just can't get the funding they needed to make that future a reality. This is because owners often do not understand exactly what it is the banker is looking for to enable them to back a business with, uh, with funding. So in that case, the big question would be, what do you think an SME or a founder should be focused on, or certainly his team when approaching a bank for funding? What do you think are the fundamentals? I think that the, the businesses look to, looking to approach a bank for funding should, should focus on what I call the five C's in their, in their presentation. So that's namely about character, capital, capacity and cash flow, conditions and, and collateral. Fair to say most banks will adopt their criteria around these areas, whereas they may call each aspect by a different name. The five C's are essentially at the heart of a, a bank's, bank's lending assessment. I like that. How long does it take you to work out to get all those, uh, <laughs> to get all those words to fit into five C's, Ian, but to <laughs> impress you? Uh, but it does sound interesting as well and it sounds highly relevant. So in your view, if I was thinking about those five C's, if, is there a ranking of importance? And if so, which and why? I think... Um, uh, whilst banks may provide loans to, to companies, at the end of the day, the bank manager is backing the people behind the company. So in my view, the character is therefore the, the most heavily weighted of the five C's, albeit the other aspects are, are really important and, uh, and shouldn't be ignored. 
fair to say, I think uh, lending managers want to know what the people running the business have honesty, integrity, and the skills, competence, and attitude to be successful in a business, as well as to honor, if things go bad, the companies and their commitments to the bank. So it's really important that lending applicants can evidence the bank the following points positively. A good track record of not only financial success, so that may be evidenced by historic year-end accounts, but also with the business's customers themselves, the suppliers, the stakeholders, the views and opinions in the market in which they operate from competitors of the business and its owners, the existing or past relationships with the company's bank, lender, and whether commitments have been kept, such as covenants being complied with, loan repayments made, and the general credit history of the business and its owners, principal controllers. So we shouldn't underestimate that. So if the owner, for example, has defaulted on a personal loan recently or has had financial difficulties, then this will definitely taint the opinion of the business lending manager when reviewing the application for funding. The bank will want to see that the company pays within terms to its suppliers, that there's no CCJs, defaults registered, and that the relationship with HMRC is good, obviously, as well. So the culture of the business, what it stands for, how success is measured, how the staff feel about working for the business is, is clearly important too. So reviews on job websites, et cetera. So I think it's fair to say CVs for the owner and principal control is a great way of evidencing the skills, attributes and experience of the key people involved in the business to, uh, to the banker. Yeah, that's um, interesting. So, so actually, it's the people around that board table and, and their credentials uh, and characteristics do play a big part in the decision of the banks then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as I said before, it is very much about people. That's the, uh, that's the key part for us. So far, um, as far as, do you think they'll go looking at things like Glassdoor, which, which we look at as a matter of course, when we're looking at a business, we'll do our sort of DD on them prior to sort of engagements and, and how, how far reaching do you think the bank go when it tries to understand the culture? That's a great point. Potentially, yeah, they'll uh, certainly stretch through um, through all those areas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so actually, so if you can get on the front foot and present the characteristics, things like the values of your business, showing those flow through and that, that uh, there's a there's a true and fair test of all this, then that, that's going to go down well, is it, with a potential uh, you know, funder? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. If you're going to sum up being an A plus, what would give me an A plus if I was coming out here to, to get bank lending? Thinking about summing it up, it's, um, it's effectively um, Sir Richard Branson married to Mother Teresa with a, with a joint account. So in essence, a, a borrower with both the proven ability to repay as well as the morals to actually do so. And what, what do you think the two of them are going to call their son or daughter? <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's just switch around a little bit. So think about the other five C's. And again, this sort of priorities, again, you know, when I'm thinking about being fit for funding, what other things might I think about uh, with the other four C's? I'll just um, go through these briefly, what I consider to be order of importance after, uh, after character. Capital or stake, as it's often called, is the amount of money, whether that be by formal share capital or shareholders loans that business owners have invested in their venture. Banks want to see some some skin in the game or, or commitment from business owners, as I'd put it. So, I mean, a business owner is not willing to back his or her business in uh, in cold, hard cash. Why should a bank, being, being brutally honest? So, uh, funding providers will want to see the owner's commitment to their business against, a, again, it's a, it's a key consideration for lending managers and, and vital to be evidenced by, by funding applicants. Lenders will want to assess the business's ability to repay a loan based upon historic current and future cash flows. I guess that's what I call capacity. And owners should ensure that they have robust business plans, including detailed explanations of historic trading cash flows and the assumptions behind forecasts 
the more certain that future revenue streams are perceived to be the better, I think it's fair to say. Do you think you'll be challenged on that? So not only presenting the information, the detail that goes behind it, how much detail do you think you need behind uh, you know, a, a classic set of cash flows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the, uh, the more detail, the better, to be honest. What banks are looking for is certainty of, uh, certainty of revenues, mm. you know, that, uh, that there will be a flow com uh, coming through. So cash flows don't necessarily come to, to fruition, at least they're a, a good indicator of, uh, uh, of how funds are likely to, uh, to flow through. So, yeah, um, uh, lots of detail behind them. I think it's fair yes. to say. Yeah, so it's bigger picture as you can paint there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fourth one is conditions, and, uh, and that really covers about the state of the business, the industry it operates within, and the broader macroeconomic outlook and how these factors are, might affect the company's ability to repay a bank facility. I think it's fair to say whilst individual business owners cannot control the, the overall common economy, they can plan ahead. Although it might sound counterintuitive, it often makes sense to apply for working capital funding when the business is strong and may not have an immediate short-term need. So banks will often be more amenable to provide funding when it's not needed. So if conditions worsen, funding lines may be cut, but at least there'll be some cushion. So I always remember a finance director for a strong, well-capitalized Northwest business saying to me not long ago, when he referred to his overdraft, it's like having a, a warm blanket available to you for, for a cold day. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, conditions pretty uh, pretty crucial. Yeah, well, I think from our side, when COVID first struck in March, on your advice, took a Siebel's loan out just because you didn't know what the world was going to look like. Uh, and as it was, uh, it's never been needed and something now we're looking to repay as the strength of the economy and the business has done well. But the fact it was there just gave you more comfort when it came to making decisions. So I like that uh, analogy of the warm blanket. It certainly yeah. felt that way anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely right. Final of the five C's is collateral. Uh, security is often known. Assets, whether it's uh, the business or a third party, is used to guarantee or, or support a, a bank facility. So if I look at the more traditional uh, security, that'll be property, but value can also be attributed to other assets in a business. So non-perishable stock, good quality trade debtors. Fair to say that applicants will, will need to evidence when approaching a bank that there are potential secondary sources of repayment to, for the funds being requested. First source being repayment, being cash flow generated from trading. So collateral, whilst it's the last of the five C's and, and whilst I think to say a security doesn't make a, a bad proposition a, a good, it certainly helps the, the lending manager to cement a positive decision over the price interest rates of the, uh, of the funding that they're looking at. Do you think PGs will be more or less in demand this year? Well, there was a big debate, wasn't there, when they, when they talked about the C-bills, for example, and, and whether that should also include a PG or not. What, uh, what do you think the uh, thought process around that one to personal guarantees will be this, this year? Yeah, I think they'll continue to be an important aspect. It's a, it's a great buy-in to, uh, to banks in terms of individuals. You know, showing their commitment to their business. So, yeah, that can be a frustration from a founder point of view. So, just to just to put a founder sort of voice on this now, um, you know, if you've had a good business for a number of years, it's proven itself. The fact that you're then being asked to then put you know your house up as a potential uh, guarantee on this, are there ways that you can give different ways you can give comfort to a bank that, that might override or at least be able to replace that in your thought process? Potentially, yeah, absolutely. I've talked there about property cover. Terms of terms of structuring against uh, against working assets. So yeah, uh, potentially. I do think though that uh, the guarantees are an important important aspect in terms of a buy-in from uh, from uh, owners, controllers, etc. of uh, uh, businesses.
And obviously, from your side, Ian, you're, you're now out of the banking world uh, and we're lucky enough to have you as part of our team and offering your services to SMEs. What do you think you can do to, from your side to offer to a founder when it comes to being fit for funding? So I'd be delighted to help along with Drone in terms of going into some, uh, some of our SMEs and supporting them with the structured facilities to, uh, to help them with, with their funding packages. And that's a service that we can provide through Rowan happy to support yeah i think it'll be useful and, and just as a quick anecdote then so percentages of, of applications from smes that gets um, accepted or turned down what's the balance you know how often do the banks turn an sme down for funding that's um uh, uh, that's that's a good question i i don't have the the statistics across I, the i won't um, quote you on it but anecdotally what's your sense of this just a just a i don't mind the straw man's poll and this is a rough finger in the air I think potentially 20, 25% of funding is declined or not supported of applicants. Of those that have been rejected, how many do you think uh, or what percentage do you think could, could have been avoided or do you think those could be avoided with just better preparation? Yeah, a, a lot of the time it's because the SMA doesn't clearly detail to the bank exactly what it's looking for, how long, how much, etc. And with a bit more planning and support that can certainly be turned around. Yeah, well, look, I think this is going to be on the minds of many over the course of 2021 and 2022. I think we're, we're in uncharted territories, aren't we, as the world starts to unfurlow itself, I think is a word. <laughs> Not sure it's a real word, but I like it. We'll say unfurlow. <laughs> I'll take it, Paul, yes. Yeah, we'll yes. take that. So, uh, and look, firstly, thank you for your time today. You know, it's been really useful and a really good insight on the world of banking, and in particular, how business owners can make sure they're appropriately funded for growth, fit for funding, to use your word. Top tips there. Uh, I'll be dreaming of those five C's tonight. Uh, I'm certain I'll certainly bore the wife to death on those anyway, uh, and she'll be picking up on my character, I'm certain. But from our side, I think it's been a delight to have you on board. I think from our side as well, if people do want to get in touch, or even to once request a point with Ian in terms of looking at their business from a fit for funding perspective, then please get in touch with our myself or any of the Rowan partners and we'll be happy to uh, to assist. And finally, it's worth noting there's an article coming out. Is that right, Ian, from yourself? Yes, absolutely. What I consider my top tips uh, when approaching a debt provider to fund, uh, fund their business and that'll run in conjunction with this podcast that we've just done. And for clarity, that's free for everybody, isn't it? That's not something that uh, we're going to have to pay for. Absolutely. Free of charge. FOC. Fantastic. Well, we'll look forward to receiving that as well at the same time. Hopefully you found this podcast of interest. And our next podcast will be a further update. I think we're looking at something else that's quite interesting when it comes to supporting SMEs with that next phase of growth. We all try to navigate this, uh, this new world. I look forward to it, Paul. And thank Thanks you again you. for today.